I tell you who's got a bit of power this week. Go on. We've had two Kofis. The Patreon is obviously on hold until we're producing. Oh, I do need to point out that Patreon, for some reason, did charge people, but they should have been refunded by now, the patrons who were charged in error by Patreon. Um, but that uh, that said, two people have Kofied us this we week. We love them. Adam Wade. We love you. With v- was very, very generous. Thank you, Adam. And Justin loves you. And Mark Honeybuns with an exceptional Kofi. Super fan, friend of the show, uh, a guest, a former guest of the show. Very much so. Hmm. So thank you to you two. Kofi, very much appreciated. It will eventually go to, meaning that I don't want to smash my computer slash iPad uh, every single time I have to upload a podcast. I don't know what's gone on, but it's been absolutely the most frustrating thing I've ever done. Oh, the, I saw you bleating on Twitter. Oh, is it worth it? It's not worth it. Oh, well, it was midnight, one o'clock, and I still just... It just kept... It was acting like it was about to upload, and then it would just go, nah, didn't do it. Yeah, about I used five to times. I used to edit it. Do you remember those days when you used to edit it? We could do one each, share the, share the load. <laughs> Weekly is as weekly does. It's the Pranks and Firth podcast coming to you live from Westcliff and Norwich. Justin Panks is my good buddy. Good buddy. Coming, good buddy. Uh, breaker, breaker, 10 4. Mushy 2020. How many candles are you burning? 44. Uh, just rolling on the super slab. Catch on the flip flop, good buddy. Flip flop out. Uh, do you know Southend's CB handle? SS Handelation. No, because everywhere had its own little nickname. Oh, what was South Ends? Yeah, I don't know what South Ends was, but I I used to live in a place called Brandon, which was famous for Flint, and that was called Flint Town. And and, um, Berry St. Edmunds, which has got a big silver spoon factory, was called the Sugar Bowl. Oh, yes, and, I like that. And where I lived was near a massive two, actually, very two large American Air Force bases, but one was massive, Lake and Eve. And they were known as the big birdcage and the little birdcage because they were planes behind the fence. But thing is, would anyone outside of your area know about that? No, no, that's why you'd say it. Like, you, you know, when you, because you, CB was a trucker thing, wasn't it? So they were, they, yeah, so yeah. rolling on the super slab would mean I'm on the motorway. Dual motorway, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rolling, heading towards Sugartown via the big birdcage. That would mean. I mean, it's the campest language that's ever been invented, isn't it? Smash a window, will you? I've got an ankle biter on the line. 
It's so weird that you're so anti-geek. Not really anti-geek, but so kind of resistant to geek. Yeah. And yet you love a bit of CB radio. Well, I, but this, the thing is, geekdom, nerd, you can be a nerd about anything, right? So you can be a nerd about yeah, yeah, yeah. combat Football. sports. I would say I'm quite nerdy about combat sports. Yeah, like I, I could agree. List, and comedy. I could list fights, dates, winners, who won, what they did, why they won. But this, but that's not nerdy. But I think, yeah, do you is. think it's a coincidence? Right, okay, here's the thing. Well, the comic book superhero thing. Traditionally, you would say nerdy people are, are normally not the most physically gifted of people. Uh, what? Historically. Okay. If I said to you, okay. draw the archetypal timeless nerd, they'd be... A... Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. They've got glasses. Skinny, they... not very coordinated. Don't. So the nerds... There's escapism that superheroes are these ultra athletic superhuman uh, yeah. suits. So that's odd, isn't it? And then I guess that's why super. It was always they always had an alter ego in the old. I don't know if it's like that anymore. But it was like Clark Kent was the nerd. You the nerd would, but then like he'd turn into Superman, or the Hulk would be bullied and pushed around when he was Bruce Banner or David Banner. Do you know the story about that? Yeah, yeah. They thought it was uh... a gay, gay. Bruce was a gay name. Yeah, so they changed it to Day David. Yeah, because yeah, I think Bruce. Bruce was known to be in the eighties. Like, if now you you would say like uh, Sharon is a name you would. Apologies to anyone out there called Sharon, but if you said, "Oh, like you would think a Sharon is a bright orange girl that goes on Hindus in the back of a limo, drinking Lamborghini," wouldn't you? Yeah, you might use that so, word. Yeah. It's got negative connotations, yeah, you might say, as it was her, then. She's a bit of a Sharon, and I think yeah, Bruce, yeah, that's true. And I think Bruce was known to be a. Bruce. And people didn't like gays back then. I think gay people have always liked each other too much. Oh yeah, honest. they like them. Speaking <laughs> of which, much. you know, I go from your point of view. You are sorry. From your point of view, it's all disgusting, isn't it? It's against God and um, <laughs> against nature, and it's abhorrent. No, but I've noticed something that I go. <laughs> people think that. People actually believe that. There's no, people who live their. They do. Uh, what's his people name? care Phelps. about what other people do in the bedroom. Mr. Phelps does. Or did. He's dead now. The, the, the head of the uh, Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, yeah. He cared a lot about gays. Now, what he, he cares about anyone gays of any so different. much. Right, now, this is what I heard. So they would go and put. For those. Everyone knows, but I will fit. The, he would go and pick it dead American servicemen's funerals and say the reason you died in combat is because you're defending a country that allows homosexuality. God hates fags so much, he took your life in battle, even though you're straight and was serving your country, right? Mm. So he died. Ron, Ronald, Roger Phelps, whatever? What was his name? One of them. Yeah, he, anyway, the old man who started this cult, sect of the church, died. And the church turned on him and said... He died because he must have... God, <laughs> God took his life because God hates fags so much. That's the only reason anyone dies is because God absolutely hates homosexuals. Now, what, and that's, the obvious thing to say is if you fix... If you just dedicate your whole life... And I'm using the F word because that is their slogan. Like, every banner would have the F word on it. I just, I just, Maybe that rolled off the tongue a bit too freely for some of our listeners but you know i'm just reporting here but um just saying what comes naturally to you just saying what comes out I've, I've never used that word because it's too american never grew up used never used that word growing up 
can't say uh, words you can't say from American. Panties, titties, diaper, uh, diaper. Titties is a bad one, isn't it? Fanny for your ass. Oh no, God no! I was watching some reaction to the boxing on YouTube on Sunday, and Teddy Atlas said about if Tyson Fury, who won, who's British, would fight Anthony Joshua, who's the other heavyweight champion, who's also British. He said those guys would be able to stick 90,000 fannies on seats. It's just like, oh dear, I was such a dear. child. I was just like, who's <laughs> it funny? I mean, they would be able to. They'd do it at Wembley Stadium. Oh, what, they're going to have all women sitting on the chairs backwards like the cool drama teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he sort of Total legs the seat with your arms crossed, leaning on the backrest like a cool dude. Um, I've suddenly realised that about five episodes ago, so maybe three years ago, I said that we were going to do a Muhammad Ali quiz. Oh, go on then. Get Wikipedia. You ready? Up. Yeah, fucking born ready, mate. I don't need to. I don't need. There's a thing I don't need to revise to get every question wrong. Okay, well, that's fair. Listen, you can play along with this. We'll go through it as quickly as possible. It's a quick fire round, Justin. You have one minute to answer as many questions as you can on Muhammad Ali starting now. Ali was originally named after what kind of person? An African president, an American abolitionist, or a French priest? French priest. Okay, that's wrong. It was an American abolitionist. abolitionist. He frequently called himself a monster, the greatest, or worthless. The greatest, obviously. That's correct. What year was he born? Oh, fuck. 1950, 1942, or 1939? 42. Correct. Felt like a guess. No, no, like... I was working out when he won when he won the title. He was in his 20s in 1964. How many wins did he have in his as an amateur boxer? 100, 70 or 60? Fuck, that's hard. Don't know much about it. Say 70, guess. Go in the middle. I'm afraid it was 100. Yeah, it just seemed too round, that did. It seemed too perfect. In school, what grade did Ali have to uh, repeat due to poor performance? Oh, come on, Fifth, man. Fifth, 10th or 12th? Well, my Ofsted, uh, 10th. Congratulations. Yeah, I knew that. What were the odds against Ali when he stepped into the ring with Sonny Liston in 1964? 4-1, 7-1, 12-1. 12-1. to And did you notice when I said I worked out how old he was, I said when he fought Liston in 64, so I, that's the sort of thing I know. Uh, it was 7-1, unfortunately. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, and what year did Ali win a gold medal at the Olympics? 1960. I should be able to go work backwards, didn't you? Four years, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Give me a mid-second. This is just mathematics. So I'd say so 80, 76, 72, 68, 64, 1960. I don't think it was 56, 1960. Correct. In order to win a gold medal, Ali beat a boxer from which country? Cuba. Cor- wrong. It was Poland. Oh, I'm not even waiting for the multiple choice. That's all. He beat Zbigniew Pitrowitzki. See, I thought he was cute. That's a very Cuban sounding name. <laughs> Of his first 19 professional bouts, how many did Ali win by knockout? Oh, out of 19? Yeah. The first 19, not that many. Give me the options. 19, 18 or 15? 15. (laughs) It might be 19. Maybe one all by knockout. It was 15. 15. Um, You got it correct. 2009. In 2009, to see the homeland of his grandfather, Ali visited which country? What are the options? Nigeria, Burkina Faso, or Ireland? 
Well, he did come over here in the 2000s, which has got me thinking, because I remember I wanted to go and see him. It's got to be Burkina Faso, because why would they put that in there? It's a bit of a random one. No, it's Ireland. Fucking, he did come over here, and I was, <laughs> I was tempted to go. It was a pilgrimage. Uh, Ali lit the cauldron to signal the beginning of which Olympic Games? Atlanta, wasn't it? Uh, was that? I need the year, please. What, what are the options? 94, 96 or 2000? That's Australia, so 96, Atlanta, 96, wasn't it? Yeah. As a child, why did Ali first take up boxing? Someone stole his bicycle. Someone's... Is that right? Ali met with the, which leader in order to secure a release of American hostages? Was it Reagan? Gaddafi? Oh, right, go on. Hussein? Or Khomeini? Say it again. Ma, uh, G- Gaddafi? No, the last one, the one you can't say. Ay- uh, Ayatollah Khomeini. Yeah. That one? Yeah, fuck it. I mean, this is good podcast. It was Saddam Hussein. These are really boxing questions, though. Yeah, they are, yeah, they the, are. The thing about Steve, the bike, was I right about the bike one? Yeah. I remember that. I mean... That's the sort of thing I know, because I've read everything about him, but, like, I didn't... You know, when he, like, was going to meet world leaders, I didn't... There was no, no interest in that. No, and I apologise to that, but that's the first stage. Next week, we'll do another Muhammad Ali. Next week, we get into boxing about Muhammad Five Ali. Five men there that you beat go. him in order. Joe Frazier, Ken Norton, Leon Spinks, Larry Holmes, Trevor Burbick. There you go. There you go. And somehow I'll edit that so it sounds like it was a quick thing and it didn't take five minutes. The only man that beat him, the only men that beat him that he didn't beat back was Ken Norton. He never could never could never beat Ken Norton. Had his number. It's funny when he cheated to beat uh, Harry Cooper. Cooper. Well, Henry Cooper hit him with a left hook, and then in the in the in between rounds, is at Wembley. Angelo Dundee noticed there was a tear in his glove, so apparently stuck his finger in the hole and ripped it and then said to the ref, we need a new glove. So they had to go all the way to the back and get a glove. And... Yeah, they didn't have a glove by the well, side of the state. Well, you don't have gloves by the side. Now they just tape it up, I guess. Did you, but, so obviously the big news of two weeks ago was Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, OK. <laughs> I'm going to blow my nose, though. That's... And then blow your mind. Oh my god! I might edit that out. No, leave that in. <laughs> I'm still not well. All this time oh, I'm not later. Well. I've got a cold. Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I've I've seen. Uh, I saw that uh, Deontay Wilder. Have you seen his reason why he said he lost? He said that his ring costume was too heavy and it made his legs weak. He come in dressed as a transformer, didn't he? Yeah. Did you see? Yeah, what? yeah I don't okay. understand any of this. I mean, fucking come no. on, man. Why that? The sort of person who wants to watch boxing. There's a there's a there's a simplicity and a purity and a and a kind of I don't know. It's like the most ultimate competition in a way. You know, combat sports. It's like you know we're not we're not using equipment. We're not using sticks and balls. And there's no. You know, it's not like a tennis. It is just punching yeah, each other in the like, head. And there's it's endurance, strength, quickness, reaction, toughness, and uh, the people that are attracted to that, I don't think they need the the, the pageantry of the. No, I think you're right. It's like, come on, it was, it's, you know, it's not wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Which is all put to pageantry, isn't it? 
But why then? Why is it such a thing? Why do we always... Do they think that the people who are watching boxing are stupid as well? This whole thing of them almost fighting in the weigh-in and all that. In the boxing business model works on buying tickets and pay-per-views. What percentage of people are buying a pay-per-view because, oh, I'm going to watch that fight because last time Deontay Wilder came in in a really cool costume. I want to see what it is. It's not fucking a Halloween off. Just get in the... Like Mike Tyson used to come out with black shorts, black boots, no socks, and he used to have, to have a white towel with a hole cut in the middle over his head. Do you remember? So it's like a yes. tabard. And it was yeah. terrifying because he was obviously so warmed up he didn't need a robe on and he used to walk out. And, and that, like I say, that kind of simplistic, perfunctory, brutalist approach is what should, I would imagine would appeal to boxing fans. So this but why then? So why? Why know. is it all bollocks? I don't know. Because it is all bollocks, it's isn't not it? Them, that whole is it? thing. It's like not I say, them. It's, it's people around them. They're handlers. Every single way in, they come to blows, and then they're oh, going to yeah, kill each funny. other. And all that's that. a bit pro wrestling. But I remember when my, when Prince Nassim Hamid went to America, and he would come in on like a magic carpet and stuff. Yeah. Or sitting. I remember one there was he was sat on this giant metal ring, and he was shitting himself. He was like fifty foot in the air. Sat on a fucking ring, mate. That was like not a boxing ring, like an actual just a circular ring. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I and do. Yeah, he was anchored to... to it. But I remember he was just at him. He was he was a white knuckle gripping on for dear life. It's like that can't be good. An adrenaline dump just on your way to the fucking ring. But no, I don't understand. I mean, that. he was good, wasn't he? Until he obviously when he fought, killed some. He, he went. He believed Deontay Wilder. Say the hubris, mate. Hubris strikes again. Never believe your own hype. And the puncher, and Nassim Hamid was similar in that very unorthodox, not really a good boxer, no amateur pedigree, but could fucking crack power. Do you remember when he got knocked down for the first time, Hamid? I mean, he looked so shocked. Was it? Was that against Kevin Kelly? That that was when he first went to America, and he got knocked down. He went. To, he's fighting in New York, first fight on American soil, and he got knocked down by a journeyman. But then he got back up and he hit that Kevin Kelly so hard he nearly pushed his nose through the back of his head. He, he, got, he, well, he taught him a lesson, but then unfortunately, yeah, he lost Well, the, this is like the thing of... with Deontay Wilder. Once Tyson Fury started pushing him back and outboxing him and negated his power, uh, he had nothing to fall back on. Like Deontay Wilder did not have any, did not have a hundred amateur fights like Muhammad Ali. Uh, and I think when you're really, really well-schooled in the art of boxing, I mean, Johnny was a fighter, there's a difference between a boxer and a fighter. I think when you get hit and clipped and buzzed and you go into autopilot, you can, your body will muscle memory back into habits of boxing. Whereas John Tay Wilder's got a very wide stance, he leaps in with single shots, and once he got hit on the ear, his equilibrium went, and his legs weren't under him, he lost all power. Popped his eardrum. Like, I, don't think re- they, I think they've come out today and said that it wasn't actually burst. Oh. But he, but Does that he, repair though? I don't know. That's a good. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Does it grow back over, or do you have to get it surgically done, or are you just fucked? Yeah, horrible. That's a, it's a surprise it doesn't happen more often, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing was, he sort of got hit. The blow landed on the back of the head, and when he was on the floor, he was looking at the ref complaining. But it's like, no, no, no. You you're standing facing each other. Tyson Fury threw a right hand. At the last second, you tried to duck out of the way and it kind of hit him between the back of his ear and the back of his head, which Lennox Lewis did a similar punch against Razor Ruddock. I was there at Earl's Court in about 1992. I was at that fight. And it was the same thing. It's sort of high back of the head, just beyond the temple. And it just seems to fuck blokes up. Like your your brain just goes into orbit. Yeah, don't like that one, does it? No, I don't like that up and mate. 
But, it was... but yeah, but he turned his head. So yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you don't look at the ref and complain. I mean, when Tyson Fury threw the punch, Deontay Wilder was facing him. At the last yeah. minute, he tried to duck out of the way and got hit on the back of the head. And it's like, well, that's there's no foul there. Technically, that the only time you really hit on the back of the head is if you're in a clinch and you kind of rabbit punch or. If yeah. they turn their back on you, you can't hit them in the back of the head, but you should never turn your back on your opponent. I mean, it's defend yourself at all times. So I just been into Norwich City. That's the boxing roundup this week. That it's was, that. Congratulations. That was the uh, Justin's yeah bullshit. But I, I went into the city today. Right, here's the thing, Ash. You go to a petrol station. Yeah, I do. You're refueling your car. Yes. Nowadays, every single petrol station is a supermarket, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and an expensive one. An expensive one. So the one I was at was a co-op. Oh, not oh, quite expensive, but not not as expensive uh, as not the like MSS. a shell. When when I go to the MS to get uh, post gig beers and I have to spend three pound ninety nine on a big bottle of Moretti when I can get three for a fiver from Morrison's, mm. furious. So here's the thing: it's busy. It's uh, there's someone waiting at every pump, and there's, there's a queue. And I've said this before, nothing winds me up more than waiting for petrol. I have this high anxiety that someone's going to jump in. Someone jumped in. Have I told you about this no. when I was in Bath? Come on. Someone jumped pulled in the bar. Pe- pulled into the petrol station just after the gig. And a woman just got in my passenger side. Oh. Is that what you were tell the judge? I didn't. I mean, I'm disappointed with my own reaction because as she got in, I didn't say, oh, you've got the wrong car. I went, no, no. How old was she? <laughs> she was about 47. Hmm. No, no. No, what did she say? She went, oh, uh, and then she got out. Did your car look like the car she then got in or did she not even She was have a getting car? into a taxi that was the same colour as my car, oh. just sort of next to it. I did that she once. Just... I did that once when Wolf before Wolf went Wolfenstow Tube Station. I used to always park there when I was gigging in London, tubing. And before now they've took two thirds of the car park and built a massive massive travel lodge and a Costa and like a little complex on it. But because people love staying in Wolfenstow, they do. So I was driving out of the car park when it was a car park, and there was like taxi rank there, and I stopped at the traffic lights, and a woman just came and got in the back of my car. <laughs> and I went, you're all right. She went, yeah, uh, Richmond Avenue. And I went, <laughs> I went, I'm not a taxi, but I did have sat nav. And you took her there. No, <laughs> but I was thinking I could have probably had myself like eight pounds fifty then. Yeah. What did she say? She went, oh, I'm sorry. I said, it's all right. I said I stopped at the lights, but she was stood on the side of the road, and it looked like I just because there was a taxi rank there. But that is brilliant. But you're not allowed to do that, are you? Unless you're a hackney carriage. What pick up? Yeah, on pre-orders outside only, of a taxi rank. Yeah, you, no, a taxi. No, they have to. No, it has to go through a controller, doesn't it? Unless you've got one of those plates on your car. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know, like those little white sort of. Yes. That's a that's a hackney carriage plate. Hackney carriage, you can hail down and just get in. But private hire, you have to. It has to go through. I think. I don't fucking know. Why do you keep quizzing me about it? I used to work. I used to work for a taxi. Yeah, place, but not mate. driving a taxi. Installing sat navs. Imagine that as a job. Back then, it was a big deal. No one. But I just have to explain what they were. What's a sat nav? Honestly, it was two thousand. 
Nobody it's fucking knew, ago, mate. I think in just 20 years, i say 20 years, like it's a blink of an eye, but it feels like it. Every... They've come and gone, sat-navs, well, really. But they're, just, they're still here, but everything's on your phone. Yeah. And do you know, uh, I... So anyway, I went back to the petrol station, and I might have mentioned this before, but it, if you're the sort of person that takes your car to fuel it up, then leaves it parked at the pump while you go in and do your weekly shop, you need to fucking die. Well, my I I don't do that, but I want to make clear. But I always thought if you moved away from the pump, you wouldn't be able to... Like, if someone then started filling up after you, they'd lose your filling. How about you don't do your weekly shop in there? Yeah, there's that as well. I'm but they, they are that. encouraging that. Or if you're going to do it, do it at night. Don't do it at nine o'clock in the morning at rush hour, basically. Yeah. Fucking... But what are the rules on staying where you are? Like, I are you meant you to move make, away? I think they can store, like, they, uh, I think they can store, like, so if, if you went and filled up, then you put 20 quid in your car, then moved, then I went and put 20 quid in my car while you went in and had a big old vegan shit or whatever you do. Then when we went to the counter, no, so I put 30 quid in, I could go to the counter and they'd go, 20 and go, no, 30, and I think you can pay, I think it saves it. It's not like once... But that's a risk. What about if they go, no, that's gone? The next guy, you go, oh, okay, then bye. Yeah, exactly. I've always wanted yeah, I didn't to uh, just fill my car with fuel and drive out without paying. I mean, you can do that. Well, maybe put false numbers. People must do that, right? Put false number plates on. It's not worth it, is it? Well, fuel's getting expensive. It's getting more worth it, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, it's um, so expensive, isn't it? Well, here it is. Not for all our listeners. Like, not for Yanis Bremer, it's not. Uh, I think... Fuel is expensive in Germany. I'd say where it is least less expensive is our American friends. Yeah, they don't pay anything for it. It's basically given to them. <laughs> That's why they're good. They've got it all in and they've gone over and invade, invade countries and they take all the oil and they make it into gas. That's another word we can't use is gas. Yeah, yeah. I'll just put some gas in. a gas station. Uh, but it's cheaper in America as well because they have to travel further. So surely they're filling up more often and they can't make it that no, expensive. No, no. It's, people it's, literally, it's literally they've got a different um, approach to taxation. It's taxation. It's not actually expensive, is it? It costs the same for everyone. Because oil, barrels of oil is a standardised thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's true. It's just tax. And don't forget... The reason they broke away and had independence is because of tax, and they threw all our tea in the harbour. And they do said, that. we don't like tea, we like coffee. But, and they also don't, like, we tax it maybe for the environment. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, they, that's why the government taxes on that. And and the reason they tax cigarettes and alcohol so heavy is because they're worried about health, health as well. Yeah, because you could, yeah, yeah, of yeah. course, if you really, really did care about the nation's health, you wouldn't just ban cigarettes you, you just fucking stick extortionate amounts of tax on top of it wouldn't you that's how you do it and the reason that we get so many speeding fines is they're worried about our safety and the reason that we get uh basically they fuck us always and the english taxman i mean one of our greatest folklore legends is a man that was fucking over the tax man Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear and the Sheriff of Leicestershire. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like when you... But when you sound you sound like the kind of person that doesn't want a 5G tower near their house. Oh, you think... Oh, you, oh you can insinuate. You know, no, I don't think talking about... I don't think saying that the, that the HMRC 
is a little bit heavy-handed. I don't think that's a conspiracy. I think that's I think that is provable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, speaking yeah. of conspiracy theories, go on. I heard a doozy the other day. Oh yes, please. It was something to do with Jeffrey Epstein. Oh yes. And the coronavirus. Have you heard this one? No, but I'd love to. Yes, please. Kill he, out, kill everyone. No, he so that... he gave the, 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 Jeffrey Epstein gave ten million dollars to a chemical professor, and also gave five million dollars to a Chinese fucking virus, virus manufacturer a chinese virus <laughs> development lab what's something to do with us you just think oh fuck off and people go is that oh, they want to depopulate if you want to depopulate the world there's better ways of doing it than making a virus and putting it in china okay think of it this way if you wanted to depopulate the world and you want to infect as many people as possible why would you hatch and release that virus in a country where they wear fucking face masks if they got a bit of a cold well, and also, after three or four people have died, tell people about it. You'd cover it up. Yeah, I mean, every time there's a new strain of something, it's all man-made. Age was released, chemical warfare. But uh, against themselves. Yeah, and this is the other thing. Against exactly. All right, conspiracy theory. This is my this is my little checkmate. Whenever I'm talking to a conspiracy theorist, and they talk about chemtrails, which is a big one. And I go, what are they? Oh, I love that. And I, go, I love that they think that's chemicals. This, chemtrails are when a plane flies contrails, over. There's condensation. Yeah, they think that it's that the they're dropping chemicals off the wings of planes yeah. over society to. So everyone listening who is not into chemtrails, I'm going to give you the question that always stops them in the tracks. This I've devised this myself. You're welcome. So Mr. Chemtrail will say. Oh yeah, well look, chemtrails. Is, uh, and I go, I go, what, what chemtrails? I pretend I don't know. They go, oh, I don't know. I go, no, I don't know. They go, well, the, the government is spraying the chemicals in the air, and I go, why? They go, oh, it's mind control to stop us questioning things. And I say, how come it ain't worked on working. you then? And they go, huh? And I go, well, they're spraying things in the air that we're all breathing that stops you questioning things. How come you're questioning it? And why are you special? What are you a superhero? And I think they go, oh yeah, he's got a point there. Well, and also everyone that's so the the fact would be that everyone that's ever worked as a pilot or for an airline, not one of those people has turned around and said, "Yeah, we are chemtrailing the well, of the nation." Fucking not, and it's like one little. Sp- I see about one every two weeks. But oh, well, that does add fuel to the fire, I guess. No, but I mean, I don't walk around looking at the sky, but. It's not like but, it's not like you look up and it's like a fucking net net of crisscrosses, is it? You'd see something. Any engine, all the millions of people around the world that work Wouldn't as engineers on planes. Wouldn't they do it at night? And like, yes. And obviously, like there's certain weather conditions where you look up and every time every plane's doing it at once. And then another day you look up and you was on a clear day and you see a load of planes flying and there's none. It's like grow the fuck up. Chemtrails, yeah. well, well, I don't think that's the worst one. Obviously, we've talked about ad nauseum. Flat Earth is the, the really ridiculous one. Have you heard the one this week? A guy That died. last week. Yeah. Went, made, he, his own, um, made his own rocket. He wanted to get to 64 miles above the land to prove there was no 
curvature to the Earth. 64 miles? You know that space is eight miles? Yeah, 6.4 miles. Oh, I thought you said 64. I was going to say 64 is like, that's space. Yeah, no, you've made a bad mistake. I did not say 64 miles. You did not say 64, did you? No. You're the sort of cunt that you make a chilli and you put 12 teaspoons of chilli powder and it says one to two. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, no, definitely. It seems a bit hot, doesn't it? I followed the recipe. I definitely didn't put 12 teaspoons of chilli in when it says one to two. Um, so, yeah, he wanted to get 6.4 miles up to not see the curvature of the Earth. Oh, also, did you know, ironically, he didn't believe that gravity was a thing? Gravity's weird, though. Gravity is oh, weird. Jesus. Gravity is weird. So, um, so he, as he took off, the booster that lifted him off the ground fired his um, parachute out of the back of the so it's meant to deploy you know press a button and the parachute deploys when he reaches the apex of his launch but the blast of the rocket actually dislodged the parachute and blew it out the back so he shot up into the air uh the irony really would be that he got to see the curvature of the earth before realizing that his parachute was no longer part of his yeah. rocket Why and then he just he come down helicopter or wasn't that's what someone said. It would have been cheaper to have just got a helicopter or a aerobot, commercial aeroplane. Uh, and, and, as, and as with the chemtrail, like, like Occam's razor, I think there's always a very, very simple way to... Like, I don't think I need to talk about coordinates. You should say Occam's razor is where it's basically the, simple, the most simple answer, often, more often than yeah. not, is the answer. So I always look for the simplest rebuttal or refusal. The simplest podcast buddy. So, yeah, it's very simple. So I would say... As I would say to someone with chemtrails, if they're spraying the stuff to stop us questioning things, how come it doesn't work on you? I would say to a flat earther, how come when I look out my window, I can't see Mount Everest? Well, and also, who who's lying? And what's the, like, what's why the benefit? Why are they lying? Where's yeah, the is benefit? There a... Okay, I can see if chemtrails was a thing that that would... Like, if... We, if on another planet, say, let's say on another planet, there was a, a govern, there was a new world order, global government that was spraying chemicals to control everyone. There would be, but what is the benefit of lying to people that the world's round and flat? Yeah, and with chemtrails as well, what are they controlling us to do? Like, what would we be doing if we weren't chemtrails? Well, unless they're immune to them. But what are they controlling us to do? I want to know what the alternative is. It'd be cheaper to put it in the water. Yeah. It's just... Or the food. It's just fucking... It's just you try too hard. Anyway, yeah, so flat earthers. Yeah, I want to know, like, A, that whole thing about what happens when you get to the edge. Well, you go through back the other side like Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. And what's underneath it? What's it on? Where does the sun go? Oh, mate, this is... I listened to another podcast, a much more... A huge... The biggest podcast on the planet, basically. And the guy was talking about the Big Bang, and it reminded me of it. And... A lot of people ask the question, what happened before the Big Bang? Yeah. And now he said, this physicist said, that question doesn't make as much sense as you think it does. Because we're used to time and we know that, okay, what did you do before we recorded this podcast? And you know what you did before. But time didn't exist before the Big Bang. My head's beginning to hurt yeah. already. And he said that Stephen Hawkins had this very elegant explanation that you're bowling around South End and you say to pass someone in the street yeah. and you say, excuse me, mate, can you point me in the direction of North? And he goes, yeah, that's North. 
So you start walking and you walk up and you get to Newcastle and then you pass another guy. It's very sparsely populated. No, but you pass and you say to a guy in Newcastle, excuse me, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm heading northwards. Can you point me further? You know, I was pointing northwards and he points you north and you walk to the tip of Scotland. You get on a ferry and you say to the ferry, just take me north and he takes you north. Then you get to the edge of the North Pole. Then you meet a talking penguin, polar bear, whichever one lives there. <laughs> and you go, can you point me north? And they go, that's north. And then you keep going north and then stood right smack bang on the North Pole as a person. And you go up to him and you say, can you point me northwards? And he goes, there is no northwards. And that's like looking back through time at the point of the Big Bang it didn't exist before the Big Bang. So in nothing, yeah. it's weird, isn't it? Well, I'm glad that you could get to this point now because about two months ago, you having that kind of thought, you'd have probably blown your brains out. So no, no, I'm pleased. I like thinking those thoughts. But that, but like, so it's just so interesting. It's just it's completely the context of saying what happened before an event. We, there was nothing. We think that's a perfectly logical question that makes loads of sense. But when you're talking about the Big Bang, it makes zero sense. It makes as, as little sense as speaking to someone standing bang on top of the North Pole. Can you point me north? Because yeah. north originates from below their feet. There is no north. It kind of makes me want to cry, though, is the problem. Yeah, but what happened before the Big Bang? Time didn't exist. So there is no before. I live in a world where time doesn't really exist. Time is... Do you know that gravity... That's why I'm saying gravity is weird. Gravity can... <sighs> Spend time. Yeah, like a black hole. Uh, yeah, black holes and other things. Just massive, super, 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 you know. Um, super, 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 masses. super. Super masses can, and time and space can bend. Space can bend also, which is what they think wormholes could be. And what about woodworm? Is that related? Used to, used to work with woodworm a lot, mate. Did you? Yeah, used to stand around the water cooler talking to the little... They know they're actually like little ants. They're not worms at all. Are they like little, uh, like little, yeah, they're like uh, little termites? They're, but they're, beetles. They're called woodworm, but they're not worms. They're like because they leave a worm-like tube. Yeah, they just they eat into things. And with, with, when I was a flat roofer, you'd, a lot of um, roofs you'd go in, and the beams would be full of woodworm, and you just like, hit one with a hammer, and all sawdust would come out. Their little trails. Well, I used to. Where was it? Like an aunt or someone like that that we used to stay at their house. Uh, there was a big wooden lamp and at night you could hear the gnawing of wood, of the woodworm. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I bought an African style sculpture from a market in Nottingham once and it was a Christmas present. I mean, present. it's so on brand with you yeah, from the 90s. it was a Christmas 90s. present to someone and I had it in my room and I went to sleep and I could hear this. You could actually hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, I hope that's not actually from Africa and I'm going to like, I started thinking like a horror film where I was gonna like a spider's gonna come out of eggs. Invasive species into England. That yeah, was and I was thinking no, that can't be a thing. But um, I guess it can be. But it was probably made in like Walthamstow and just shipped up. Yeah, to... I'm sure. I'm sure it was one of those things. It was like a little wooden figurine with like woolly, strawy hair. It was like they had like... great big boobs. It was racist. Yeah, it was, and it was transgender because it was it had a penis, big penis, and boobs. Oh, well, that's not too bad then. No, that's good. Do you remember the thing where it was a hula dancer? No, uh, not a hula dancer. Yeah, you squeeze uh, it and a knob would come out from behind like a little grass skirt. 
Yeah. Yeah. They were br- <laughs> Or like you have a little monkey and you'd like Kiva, you squeeze it and like a fuck. Imagine making them. Imagine being But why like- do I know about it? Like there was one where boobs come out from behind a uh, little grass I remember bra. One, it was like a little baboon and it had like a grass skirt on. But it was just like a little bit of thread hanging down. And you rubber and you squeeze it in a fucking giant knob. Would- but imagine yes. being like, you know, a uh, Chinese factory owner. Yeah. And someone yeah, yeah, yeah. in like Spain, because there's always like someone would buy one in Spain. On oh, Spain love all that stuff. So it they? was like, we've got a good consignment. This is going to be the making of the factory. We've got this spec over. We've got, we've got a Spanish uh, company that wants us to supply them with novelty items. And then it's like, it's a monkey that when you squeeze with a massive it, dick. Its dick pops out. Just the end painted lipstick red. <laughs> And then the uh, the worker just putting his head in his hands like, I've really got to get a new job. Well, you know how we, like, in the 80s, you would watch... Uh, um, it was Clive James and then Chris Tarrant took yes. over. Like, and then, and it yeah, would be, yeah. like, laughing at other countries' cultures. Yeah, Which yeah, we've now definitely. replicated. I've always said this. Like, you watch programmes like... Uh, Ninja Warrior or The Wall, and you'd be like, we used to laugh at Japan for having shows like this. Yeah, and going, yeah oh, now look at us. We've got the masked celebrity or whatever, the masked yeah, singer. Yeah, and what that bullshit. Where it's always been like, oh, we've got, uh, you know, we've got, uh, trying to think of something that was quite highbrow, like in the old days, like. Mastermind. Mastermind. And even like our things like Downton Abbey, and you'd think like the, our dramas, like I Claudius and stuff in those days. So, oh, we've got these great things. And, um, and look, Japan are doing this ridiculous shit. But like Japanese or Chinese people must go like Westerners like little rubber monkeys that have giant dongs when you squeeze them. But I would watch Takeshi's Castle over almost any TV show. What was the wonky crystal maze with Leslie Grantham? Do you remember that? It was like an oil rig. Oh, yeah. What was that called? Oh, I don't don't know. There was also Fort Boyard. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one I meant. No, no, you're thinking about the one on the oil rig. Where was you? the one with Leslie? That was Leslie. It was. Was there one where Les? Uh, what was his name? John Leslie was like a cyborg. Oh, do you remember the uh, the uh, original? I've got to look that up. Do you remember the original original one with that the vortex at the end? It was a set in space. Yes. Oh, I love that. Now to walk across a white yeah, lattice yeah, yeah. floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the, the uncle. It was like. It was like the end game of chess. You could move one square at a time. Yes. And there was like this triffid plant thing called Uncle something. And that shook. Was that called the Galaxy Game or something like that? Hold on. The John Leslie show is called Scavengers. Was that the one I'm th- was on a oil rig? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. I just remember, just I just mentioned the name Leslie Grantham. What a fucked up character that guy was. Leslie Grantham. He shot. He's always shot someone dead. Oh yeah, Dirty Den. Yeah. yeah. Like when he was in the army, he got in the back of a. Taxi. But that was from a time where you didn't get cancelled for that sort of thing. Yeah. Like never mind fucking wanking off in front of comedians in a room. Like Louis. Oh, he C. did K. that as well. Do you no, remember? Leslie Grantham got in the back of a taxi when he was in the army, and shot the taxi driver in the back of the head for no reason, and killed yeah. him. Who had a family yeah. and got went to prison or whatever and came out and then became a famous actor and then started doing online dirty sex stuff. Yeah, he did that. What an odd... And he was like the hard man. 
Look at I the I mean, guy. yeah, he was a hard man. He was a murderer. <laughs> no, you know what I'm saying? In EastEnders, he was cast as this hard man. Fuck it. Is it is strange. He looked like a fucking teacher or something. But do you think that you could come back from being a murderer now to be uh, loved by the nation? Probably one of the most watched um, yeah, shows ever. Yeah. Happy Christmas, Ange. Would he give her divorce papers? Yeah, on, I imagine, on Christmas imagine Day. serving up some papers to someone in an inopportune moment, like at Christmas or a gig. That'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be bad. Um, I've done a gig where a comedian had his divorce papers at the gig that he just received. Not um... Have I done a gig or did you do the gig? I think I'm blurring my memories for yours. No, that doesn't ring any bells with me. Oh, but someone neither. told me that someone got served a different sort of court order at a gig recently. Yeah, yeah, I was glossing over it. Oh, okay. Um, rossing <laughs> over it. Do you remember when so... you used to get those keyboards in the 80s and they used to have those preset drum beats? Yeah, Rossing I over. What was that one? It was like Latin, wasn't it? Yeah. I like them. Did you used to go into Tandy's <laughs> and just play all the presets on the keyboards? Just walk along and turn them all on. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that that was the thing. You just walked into Tandy's and they had keyboards in there. What's changed in the world? Can you remember going to look in Dixon's window and they'd have like a video camera set up? Yeah, looking at you. With a telly, and you just go look at yourself on the telly for half an Your hour. Your mum would go off shopping to the yeah, rest of the shops, leave you in front of Dixon's. And you'd wave at a video camera and look at yourself on the screen and... And it was like a mirror, but when you was looking at the screen, your eyes weren't looking at you. Yeah, you could. It's the one time you could see. So you'd try and look in the lens to look at your eyes, and then quickly look over to the telly to try and catch yourself. And it was like yeah. this is like a magic mirror where I can't see myself looking at myself. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I remember those times. God. I remember going. Yeah, I'd just be. Although here's the thing as well. When we were kids, we'd get when my parents went to a big shop on a Friday. Me and my brother would be dropped off in the toy section for the entire time that my parents were away shopping. No mobile when phones, they come back, if you got lost, you were just lost. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, but they like... would just, um, they'd come back and we'd just sort of be finishing up with the toys. Now, if you go to the toy section of Tesco, there's like two aisles of shit toys. But they'd have Action Force and He-Man and Transformers and all that, loads of them. All up on the shelf. I was uh, in the car, mate. I was always left in the car. Oh, yeah, that that I did have a bit of that in the car. Apart from one time when it was so hot and they came back and I was just, like, wet with sweat. So here's a they... strange memory I just occurred to me. Fucking hell. This might... Oh, God. This li... Oh, my God. I've just had a revelation. This, that just, this just hit me. They used to leave me You've in the answered car. answered all your... Problems. No, on a Saturday afternoon. No, I don't know what to say. I'm just going to present the evidence. I don't know what it means. Saturday afternoon, outside Gateway in uh, Bury St Edmunds. That's where they used to do their big shop. After we'd been, after I'd have to follow them around the market. Markets was a bigger thing in the eighties. Definitely. Market Saturday market to, and go around the market, and everything on the market shit and quite expensive. Pegs? Do you want pegs Peg, for a tenner? But the tool, there was a tool stool. And I used to stand on my dad while he would like pick up a lump hammer, put it down, pick up a bolster, put it down. And I'd just be stood there, like, going... My mum would go off and do, like, womanly things, like buy soap. Yeah. 
scented candles and I'd have to just stand at the tool stall with my dad and then we'd walk past McDonald's and I'd have to stand at a burger van with him and eat one of those burgers that is basically more beefier than beef. It's like, yeah, they get minced beef and it, no, it's, it's like they get an OXO cube and hit it with a hammer to make it into a burger shape and deep fry it. It was like a, yeah, they want it to taste like beef, but that's suspicious and because it's so it, beefy. And it's got like they go, "Do you want onions?" And they have, you know, they look like they've cut the onions up with a brick, like they were massive, <laughs> massive oh, lumps like that. of onions that are raw in the middle and burnt around the edge. Oh, I love that. Oh, that's one of my favourite things to eat. What like those big slimy fucking yeah. shit, right? Okay, it's burnt to a crisp at one end and then sloppy <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, slimy in the other. So. Um, We'd go around the market, then they'd park outside Gateway and they'd go in and be ages, it felt like shopping. It was probably 20 minutes, but to a like seven-year-old, it was fucking forever. And I'd be in the car in my dad's Sierra or uh, Orion. And, uh, Lovely. Lovely vehicles. Yeah, and the radio would be on. They'd, they'd leave the key in for me so I could listen to the radio. And I would put on Radio 4, I guess. And I would go through until I found a found a play. I just listened to yep. plays. Yeah. And then when I saw them coming, I'd quickly put like Radio One back on. And wow. I, I used to secretly listen to plays that I didn't know what was really going on because I found it relaxing and interesting. Well, there answers a lot of questions. Isn't you know, odd? it turns out every issue caused by your parents. Is that an issue that I like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The fact you had to cover it up is the I issue. I didn't have to. You I didn't, did? No, I did. My, yeah, I did to my dad. I'd say, what the fuck is this shit? And he'd put the football score. And that if was the he, other thing. If he knew that you did stand-up, he'd turn in his grave. He does know now. It came out. <laughs> I didn't tell him. Hey, but listen. Um, and then, how about this? This is, oh, my God. And then, they'd, so they'd get, oh, my fucking God. This was every single Saturday. Get back in the car. And we'd drive home to my dad listening to the football scores on medium wave, which was yeah. like... Worse than I am. You can hear it. And I should be sitting at the back of the car going, this is fucking torture. Put the middle class Radio 4 play back on. I don't want to know who won between fucking... I don't like football. I want to hear what happened to like the archers. Like an echoey wind tunnel. Someone reading it through. Medium yeah. wave, radio... Why Coming in and out, up at my parents' caravan up in Suffolk, where you live. Um, I used to listen to radio through the night when it was talk radio, and it was un like it's unbearable. Yeah, that's to what I'm saying. It sounds in like in and out, like the waves yeah, coming that's what I'm saying. in. Yeah, the back of my the, sorry, the, yeah, my childhood. Every Saturday was driving to various stadiums, thinking, "Oh God, I'm dreading today." Being dragged around a fucking market, not looking at toys, looking at tools. Then I'd be left yeah. in the car while they did the big shot, while I listened to a little bit of culture. Then a half-hour drive back, barely audible, some cunt telling the football scores, which I had no interest in. And then I'd get home, and then it would be darts was on or something, or snooker. Wrestling. And my mum would make me a Breville toasted cheese sandwich. Oh, yes. No, not wrestling. No, that's what I'm saying. It was something that I didn't want to watch was always on. Snooker. Yeah. The news. Snooker is the most boring thing, but I will watch it occasionally. It was but so I only big want to in watch. The 80s. Isn't it weird that someone didn't live through it? If you 
explained how big snooker was in the 80s. I mean, there was like eight household names from snooker, the world of snooker. Yeah, and, they, and then Ronnie O'Sullivan came along and went, no, I'm not going to play it like this anymore. I've got a new way of doing it. Everyone went, what? And they didn't like it. I mean, I'm talking, when you had like Davis, Henry, O'Reardon, Higgins, do you know what I mean? You had these, it was like... Willie Thorne. Yeah, Willie Thorne. They were... What was this? Virgo. They had a TV show about snooker where the, the snooker stars of the time would come on and play for cash. That was like, yeah, Pop Black. And then, Pop Black and, and then and snooker then, uh, and then, and then um, big, big break. break. Yeah, but do you remember Pop Black? Yeah, Pop I remember Black Pop Black. It was an actual, like, mini, it was like a TV show, but there was no questions. It was just snooker. Yeah. Fucking weird, man. But then obviously, obviously, the person who devised big break uh was just sat there going oh i'm under pressure to come up with a new format and then bullseye came on and he was like oh yeah that but snooker but imagine that now imagine doing big break now <laughs> like that is like on a saturday prime time it would be yeah we're just gonna these guys are gonna play snooker what yeah this is gonna be snooker now for the next hour Although saying that, have you seen the uh, Jason Manford quiz first and last? No. Has it got a, has it got a theme tune that could rival Big Breaks though? No, nothing ever has. But first and last, you've got to come in the middle on every question. So there starts off with like twenty people, and they're oh, either in a box just, or they've got something well, on their head. It's just pointless work, and now it's like it's just it's just oh, how can we sort of be like pointless? Well, instead of getting the best answer or the most obscure, you've got to come in the middle now. Just... Well, that's because all TV shows are basically made by Richard Osman. Even now, he's still coming up with the ideas for it. He's a weird-looking thing, isn't he? Is he like, he's yeah. like massive? Yeah. But looks like he looks like a, someone that made it to the last audition of Mad Men, but didn't quite get in. He's uh, his brother was in Swade. Oh, really? What? What is what? Because I know the guitarist uh, bass, was Butler, the wasn't bassist. it? Bassist. Oh, right, yeah. Swade was, Brett was Brett Anderson. Anderson. Gordon Butler, not Gordon Butler, Saint Butler, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, the guitarist, and he, he made that Butler and McCarmond. Was it then? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, not Swade for me. were fucking shit. Yeah, I did not enjoy Swade. No, and the only, the only band was held up from Britpop, is, and they weren't Britpop, they preceded it, it was Pulp. Pulp? Yeah, I was, I was playing my son Pulp the other day, uh, yesterday, in fact. Do you like their early stuff? Like when they were yeah, on well, fire? Like, sorted out for ease and whiz. No, when they was on the record label Fire and they did like, uh, like, like um, babies and all that stuff. No, I don't like any of that oh, stuff. So good, dogs are everywhere. That's good. No. What about Badly Drawn Boy? I liked him. Named after that little Viz, the Viz character, yeah. Maybe you don't remember Badly Drawn Boy? No, I'd oh. like to. I'm going to look him up. Oh, though. Badly Drawn Boy was a Viz cartoon where like the background was all drawn properly and there was this like wobbly little character called Badly Drawn Boy and he was drawn badly. And it must right. be named after that. Oh, yeah, it would be, wouldn't but it? But what a weird... Weird, weird. What? You... Well, it's been the nostalgia episode this week. Well, it's, what's the opposite of nostalgia? Because <laughs> it's a nostalgia <laughs> where you look back fondly. Yeah, yeah. I don't but anyway, know. for 25 minutes on a Saturday, I used to enjoy myself listening to a Radio 4. And they was always... Basically, your, your problems all come from repression of one thing or another. 
Hmm. Isn't that true of all man? But on that note, never... listener, we'll leave it for another week. Thank you for tuning in. I'm sure I'll edit the uh, the the quiz, the Muhammad Ali quiz down to less than about 45 minutes. Well, as soon as you asked me the first minutes. question, what was it like? What was his fucking... The, what was he named up? Well, Colour. I should have should have. But, yeah, we'll do one about boxing another time. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. We'll let you know when the Patreon is switched back on. And we'll let you know when we start producing more content. We've had some talks about it. Something's got to happen soon. Yeah, I'm down your neck in the woods soon. But we will let you know before we switch it on so you start getting charged uh, again. And if you want to join, you can join whilst we're still not charging and just make us feel better and then cancel it when we start again uh, just so we feel loved. Um, thank you for listening. That's the most important thing. We want listeners. And I did notice that no one has left a review for the best part of a year. Now, I know we've not really been podcasting, but I fancy some more reviews, please. Speak to you later. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, man, 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 man.